Hey talkers, welcome to Keep Talking Podcast. Keep Talking is the best platform for you to reach an advanced level of English by practicing every day and also connect with a global community. This podcast is a mix of our Instagram lives and IGTV videos, along with other recorded content. Sometimes we just give tips on how to improve your English, and other times we talk about a wide variety of topics, sometimes with special guests. Most of the episodes are in English, some are a mix of English and Spanish, and in a few we only speak Spanish. I hope you enjoy, and remember to follow us on Instagram at keeptalkingco, or check out our website, keeptalking.co, to join our community and learn more about how we can help you. What's up, talkers? Today, I'm going to be talking about stress. The other night, last Friday, at our Conversations Club, we had a discussion about how to reduce stress in the 21st century. Now, we actually realize that we all have slightly different definitions of stress and we all feel stress in different ways from different things. My definition of stress and the things that cause me stress are not always that similar to the same things that cause everyone else stress. This is fairly typical, right? But I wanted to talk in this episode about what for me does cause the greatest stress oftentimes in my life and I think is becoming, especially for young people, one of the major problems that we have in the 21st century in this digital world that we live in. And so for me, honestly, probably the biggest source of constant stress, constant anxiety, let's call it, in my daily life is what I call digital message management. Now, this is for both work-related purposes and then also in personal life. And it varies greatly from person to person. How many messages you receive every day, etc., etc. Some people, some, some types of jobs require a lot more messaging than others, of course. But the point is, because of how, how much our cell phones are a part of our daily lives and how, much, how many messages we receive all day, every day of all types, we are living, oftentimes without realizing it, in states of low-grade anxiety. Básicamente, ansiedad de bajo grado, de bajo nivel. Siempre, constante. We're always hearing those, those pings, those ding, ding, message received, ding, ding. And even if you turn it onto silent mode, you're still receiving messages. You look at your phone. You first get the dopamine hit because you're excited. Ooh, a new message. But then it creates the anxiety of needing to respond. And we're rarely in a state of calm, right? We have that. We always have that anxiety of... I can't be away from my phone for too long. No puedo estar muy lejos de mi teléfono por mucho tiempo, ¿verdad? Voy a perder algo. I'm going to miss something, right? So, and of course, as we all know, we all probably open our cell phones. You know, we unlock our phones how many times a day? 50, 100, 200, 1,000, I don't know, right? But we are all doing it to some extent. And really, this begins even with teenagers now. You know, I'm not sure how old kids are when they usually get a phone, but everybody has a phone, it seems like, these days. And it's such a societal norm for us to get back to people, to respond to people relatively quickly with messages. This is a big problem as well, the expectation of responding to messages quickly. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about that at the end. 
But basically, because of this, because of this constant need to respond to messages, number one, it puts us in that state of anxiety of never really calm, just calm down, just you know, taking in life, enjoying the moment. We're always thinking about how do we get back to someone? How do we respond to this new message? And just in general, we're not able to focus very well. Experts who talk about flow state, right? El estado de flow. What they mean by that is basically being sort of in a zone, in the zone as we say in English, where you are totally focused on one thing. It can be anything. It can be a project that you're working on. It can be doing exercise. It can be eating. It can be meditating. It can be reading or writing, whatever it may be. To get into flow state, we need to be free of distractions. Now, some experts say it takes at least 20 minutes of a certain activity to be in a flow state. Other times they say you should be going for two, three, even four hours with no distractions to get into flow state. I personally think that's a little bit extreme, but we do see a lot of this in certain, in certain jobs, in workspaces. They'll have like a two-hour break for each person during the day. You see, there was. There was a message from my Google Calendar. A, uh, a notification coming up, right? Because I forgot to silence it and it distracted me. So now the podcast is not as good. Anyway, but you see workspaces where they have not only employees doing do not disturb, no molestar en sus computadoras, they also require them sometimes to take like a two-hour block each day where they cannot be distracted. And this is good overall. But unfortunately, the societal norm is that we do not have that. Not at work and also not in our personal lives. And so we can't fully focus on anything ever, and we can also not really calm down very often. And if you think about it, we're always receiving messages, whether it's email or SMS. SMS just means short message service or text messages. WhatsApp messages, Telegram messages, Instagram, Facebook, you name it, etc., etc. Most of us are receiving hundreds of messages total per day from all of these sources. It is literally a skill, both a job skill and a skill in your personal life, to know which messages to respond to right away, which ones you should let wait for a little while, and then somehow remember, make sure that you remember to see the ones that you did not respond to right away later in the day. You need to have a system, not just for your email, or you know, for managing an Outlook or Google Calendar, but for almost every one of these apps, you need a system. You need a system to organize yourself. That way you make sure you do respond to all messages, or at least all the non-spam messages, but you respond to the most urgent ones first. So how do we do that? Okay, well, I've picked up some things that do seem to work. Now, of course, I still get overwhelmed sometimes. Overwhelmed is like desesperado. So please let me know if you have any other tips, any better tips, because this is a critical skill in the times that we are living in. Now, I do, have, I do pretty well with keeping my inbox clean, my email inbox clean. Mantener mi, como se dice, mi inbox de correo electrónico limpio. What I mean by that is usually when I receive an email, I either do one of two things. I either respond to it right away um, or I will read it. If I don't have to respond to it, I put it in a folder. I have separate folders for many different things, you know, for, for my work, for my language tutoring, for my um, recreational activities, my personal life, the bills that I have to pay, banking, etc., etc. So I, every time I receive an email, 
Once I've taken the immediate action I need to take on it, I put it into one of those folders. That way I do not, it's, it's no longer in my inbox. It's no longer there distracting me. Because when we have an email inbox where we have 500 emails, 350 unread, we have no idea which ones, you know, trying to figure out, oh, which ones of these do I need to respond to? There's no chance. You might miss some of them. You might forget to respond to people. You might miss an important opportunity. Maybe somebody was going to offer you a job where you only have to work for 10 hours a week and they're going to pay you $500,000. That's unlikely, but you get the point, right? So that's one thing that I do pretty well now is I keep my email inbox pretty clean because I'm well organized with it. And if you'd like, I can teach you some of the basics on how to do that. There's actually a book that a friend recommended to me in the past called Getting Things Done. Getting Things Done, let's see, let me Google here. Who is the author? Getting Things Done, David Allen was the author. A very good book talks about this. So I recommend that book if you're interested and obviously it will help you with your English as well. Uh, so that's one thing I do well is to keep my email inbox clean. Uh, the next thing that I do pretty well nowadays is I respond to messages in batches. Let's say, let's take WhatsApp, for example. Okay, first off, what is a batch? A batch is como un lote o un grupo grande de algo. Normally, it's used to talk about like products or even like, you know, food. I'm going to make a batch of cookies. Voy a hacer una, un, bueno, unas, unas galletas, ¿verdad? Un batch de galletas. But in this case, what I mean by responding in batches is I will let the number of messages, you know, I'm not just going to respond to someone right away. Like if someone sends me a WhatsApp message and it's not urgent, I'll just kind of let it sit there. And then maybe a couple other people will send me messages within the next hour. Then maybe the keep talking group will start blowing up with messages. That's me and Diego's fault. But anyway, you get the point. So then maybe 10, 20, 25 messages will have come in within an hour or an hour and a half. And then once a lot of them have built up and I have a few free minutes, I will respond to all of the messages at the same time. I'll respond just as quickly as I can. I'll, I'll focus on that. I'm going to respond to him, to her, to the Keep Talking group, etc., etc. Um, the only time usually that I will respond to a message right away is if it is something urgent. But other than that, I do not respond to messages right away. I let them build up. And then once I want to take a minute away from whatever else I'm focused on, then I will respond to them all in a batch, if that makes sense. Uh, the other thing that I do is I actually have a reminder every day at 5 p.m. that says respond to all messages, all sources. So basically I go through and I look at my WhatsApp, my Instagram, my text messages, emails, everything. And I say, is there any message, is there any person who messaged me today that I did not get back to yet? Anyone that messaged me within the last 24 hours that I did not get back to yet? And if so, I respond to them right away. I basically have, I have a 24 hour rule. You know, we all have some of those friends who will take five days or even 10 days or longer than that to get back to us. I actually had a friend, it was really funny recently, we were having a WhatsApp conversation, exchanging some audios last year. And then um, he did the thing where I had sent a couple and he just never got back to me. And 
a few days ago, I received a message from him and he goes, hey man, I'm sorry I hadn't got back to you. It's been almost a year, but um, yeah, we should meet up and chat. And so it had been literally 11 months, exactly. It had been 11 months, uh, but he decided to respond to my previous messages. So the point is, it's very difficult for all of us. It's very difficult for all of us to get back to people within a timely manner and to keep track. Um, a lot of times we just, we just lose people. It's like, well, I can't keep track anymore, right? Um, but for me, I do have a 24-hour rule in general with messages. So if I've sent you or if you sent me a message and you haven't heard back from me within 24 hours, then come looking for me because something probably happened. But like I said, we all fail with it sometimes. It is something that's very difficult nowadays. Now, the other things that I'm sure most of you have heard of and I do some of are number one, you can always put yourself both in a work setting if you work you know, with a company that has this feature on their computers uh, or on your phone, you can put yourself in do not disturb, in modo no molestar, see? And that of course makes it so you don't receive notifications and you can adjust your settings, right, to decide which ones you wanna receive. I'm on do not disturb right now while I'm recording this podcast, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, it of course helps to put your phone on silent if you don't wanna hear those bings every two minutes. But once again, it is difficult because oftentimes we do need to have our phones on. We do need to be able to hear something because whether it's work-related or in personal life, we need to be able to answer that urgent call or that person that we're expecting to hear from and something that's really important. So it's very difficult. It's very difficult because we oftentimes, yeah, we, we simply cannot be totally free of the distraction in this world that we live in. I know it sounds, it sounds crazy. People you know, who grew up 50 years ago would probably say, that's a bunch of baloney, that's a bunch of BS, you definitely can. You, we lived without these phones. But the thing about it is, nowadays, so much of our work relies on these phones. So many of the things we do rely on it. And I don't know if there's a way in most jobs to get away from that, where you don't have to be connected to your phone and ready to respond very quickly. So I don't know definitely drop a comment or reach out to me directly um, and then I'll get back to you in batch form if you have any better ideas on how to do this. The other thing that I've actually been doing more lately is putting my phone in airplane mode when I don't have to respond to anything urgently. Literalmente ponerlo en modo avión. That way I don't receive anything. And then once I take it out of airplane mode, then I start receiving messages, texts, calls, voicemails, and yada, 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 right? Now, why did I start doing this? Well, I admit that part of the reason I started doing this is because of a biohacker. Um, biohacker, well, you can watch our live with, or our podcast episode with Pipe Ramirez if you'd like to know more about what a biohacker is, right? Um, but there's another biohacker that I follow called, named Thaddeus Owen, who lives um, in the same area I do near Minnesota in the US. And he talks about how he always puts his phone in airplane mode for numerous reasons. Number one is to get rid of distractions, but then also because of concerns about 5G and about cellular radiation. Now, we're getting a little bit into the conspiracy theories here, right? Some people will say, oh, that's crazy. You don't actually have to worry about that. Now, I'm not sure what my stance is on this, but according to Thaddeus, for example, it's actually dangerous uh, to have a, a phone, especially with 5G radiation in your pocket and giving off that radiation with cellular data turned on. 
all the time. That actually can be dangerous and could cause cancer. Now, like I said, this is a big debate. Es un gran debate. They're, they consider it a conspiracy theory. Most people say that it's a bunch of BS, it's a bunch of bullshit, that those 5G devices or any sort of cell phone radiation can cause cancer. And I even did a live about this where I had some pretty good evidence suggesting that there really isn't any real danger from 5G or any electromagnetic radiation or frequencies because they're very low on the electromagnetic spectrum. However, there are some people like Thaddeus who definitely believe that we should not be holding on to our cell phones or putting them in our pockets all the time when they give off this radiation. Now, like I said, I'm not super worried about that, but I do find it very useful to go into airplane mode sometimes just to be totally not receiving any distractions. Another thing I do, you've probably seen me um, in my crazy orange blue light blocker glasses at night. And if you saw the live we did with Piper Ramirez, the other biohacker, he always is wearing his um, blue light blocking glasses. Basically what those do is they block um, the type of blue light that comes from cellular phone devices, from uh, computer screens, etc., etc., because that light greatly affects our ability to sleep. If we're exposed to a lot of cell phone light or computer light right before we go to bed, it really affects our ability to sleep and we do not sleep as well. So I always put on my blue light blocker glasses within about an hour or two before going to bed if I'm going to be using my devices, which I usually am because it's 2021 and we always are using them. Um, and let's see, what was the other thing I was going to mention about that? I also do have some settings on my computer and on my phone, which naturally make it um, change the light a little bit. So there's less blue light during those times. And I have an automatic do not disturb set on my phone between 10 p.m. and 4 a.m., which are during that time I'm pretty much always sleeping it, during at least those six hours. Now. I am able to receive calls if someone called me via emergency during that time via Wi-Fi call. I actually prefer not to sleep with cellular data on, but I do have my cell phone in my room and I do have Wi-Fi on, but not cellular data. Now I keep it kind of on the other side of my room, not super close to me because I do worry a little bit about getting so much Wi-Fi frequency going around by my head while I'm sleeping at night. We're supposed to be sleeping peacefully and we've still got all of this digital next to our heads all of the time. Like I said, call it conspiracy theory or not, but I do believe that human beings were meant to sleep in peaceful environments without devices right next to our heads. So anyway, uh, the point is there are a lot of people that say you must have your phone off or out of your room. I do. I have mine in my room. So technically, I'm not doing that good of a job there. I sleep with my phone in my room just in case there was some emergency that someone needed to call me. I also do. I actually have two alarms. I have my alarm on my phone and then I have just a regular alarm clock that wakes me up if need be. Usually, I wake up before the alarm. Sleep routine is a whole nother story here. But... To sum things up, like I said, these, uh, this message management, this digital message management, I think is one of the most important skills that we can have in the 21st century because it's, such a, it's a form of so much stress, both in our work life and in our personal life. And I also think that in general, we need to get rid of that norm. Tenemos que quitar esa norma, esa expectativa of responding to people so quickly. You know, a lot of times you'll think, well, that person didn't get back to my message within 15 or 20 minutes. He or she must hate me. That's rude. 
But honestly, if we all realize what this is doing to us, it's putting us in this state of low-grade anxiety, it's not allowing us to focus on anything, we all need to take it easy with that. Tenemos que calmarnos un poco. Tenemos que bajar la expectativa. We need to lower our expectations. Don't, don't worry if someone's not getting back to you within 10 or 15 minutes on a message, right? And don't, don't put that expectation on yourself that you're going to get back to everyone within 10 or 15 minutes when they message you. Because if you do, you're going to put too much stress on yourself. You're not going to be able to focus on anything for more than five minutes at any point during the day. And that's not a good life to live, in my humble opinion. And of course, if it's, if it's urgent, get back to someone right away. But here's the thing. If something is urgent, we should call. You should be calling. Deberías llamar, no mandar mensajes, si es urgente. That's my pitch, folks. We all need to just operate more from flow state and not be so distracted by the stress of these digital devices. But at certain times, we just can't. Just the way the world works now, we just can't. We almost have to be attached to these things, ready to respond at any moment. So let me know if you have any ways of, of better managing this. I really appreciate your time and have a great day, everyone. Thanks for listening, talkers. Remember that Keep Talking is the best platform for you to reach an advanced level of English fluency and connect with a global community. Remember to follow us on Instagram at keeptalkingco and check out our website, keeptalking.co, to join our community.